Join Ian Garner as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. On this episode of the Garlic Marketing Show, we're talking about the guy who helped Michael Gerber of Emith really grow his online business, develop it, as well as Chris Goegan helped uh, one roofing contractor grow from $3 million to $10 million in one year. We're going to talk a lot about the mindset, the long-term mindsets where people make mistakes in traffic, um, you know, how to be moved to a great marketer. We're talking about aiming small and missing small, which I think is crucial, as well as uh, one of the biggest things I think is how to market when things are going bad. Uh, but Chris, again, th- thanks so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Uh, and hey, thanks for having me here. Eh? Thanks for allowing me to come on and share. And uh, Chris and I are going to get into this, but don't forget this is brought to you by videocasestory.com. We'll talk about cold, warm, and hot systems for your traffic, why they're important, and why you might be wasting money. Video case stories should be cold, warm, and hot and be used throughout your entire funnel. Go to videocasestory.com to learn 50 ways to use it and how to collect, craft, and deliver video case stories, not testimonials. All right, let's get to it. Um, and Chris, I can tell you're, you're, you're not, you're in California right now, but you're not originally from California, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what gave it away? <laughs> I yeah. got the A at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a Canadian. Yeah. So I, I play hockey and I talk funny. Holy smokes. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smoke Winters right are here. a little bit nicer out here in California than, than, uh, than Canada. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh man, it, especially when you get that deep into the accent, it reminds me of Strange Brew, one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I, I just I just played that for my kids for like for the first time. So so I've got kids like a 20 year 20 year old, 18 year old, 14 year old, and 10 year old and like they just they were howling. My my, my little guy just absolutely loved it. Oh man, that, I'm like I got to go watch that cuz it is such a funny movie. It is a right? genius movie. Uh but we're not here yeah. to talk about movies, we're here to talk about marketing. Well, we can talk about video. But so Chris, and I do do a, I do do a good Bob Doug McKenzie impersonation, you know. If, if we got time, let, you know. Later, oh, let's do I, it. I, I, let's just let's do it. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> okay, so like today, welcome to our show, eh? So like today, I'm here with my good friend Ian Garlic, and we're going to talk about marketing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Chris, now we're talking about marketing. Tell me what type of marketing you do. Give me a quick overview because you were a former engineer and that I love that. Yeah, yeah, former engineer of degrees in engineering, and I help companies grow and scale. I know a lot of people, you know, say that, but it's like I'm, I'm like, companies are here, point A, wherever that is, they want to go to point B, wherever that is, where they're looking to get to like multiple six figures, crack seven figures, you know, get to five, ten million, get to twenty million, fifty million, hundred million. I, I help them. I build the growth systems and uh, roll it out with them to, to make that happen. Nice, nice. And why, you know, when you talk, I, 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 the engineering mind it makes all the sense in the world, but how does your, how did your engineering mind at first help you to think through marketing in a different way? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because like when I got into, uh, 
like marketing was actually a whole lot easier than, than engineering. So when I was a manufacturing engineer with Ford Motor Company, you know, here I was, I was like barely 20 years old and I had a full-time job at a $65 million personal budget and marching orders. Hey, go into this area of the plant. I get thrown in the worst area of the plant. Like go make it better or you're fired. <laughs> um, but motivation. So I, I, I had, and I, I had great mentors and teachers along the way. Um, and I, so I, I had to go in and, and, uh, quickly, very quickly and easily find out where the biggest problems and the biggest opportunities were, prioritize them and develop a game plan to go after them. Now, when you think about marketing, it's like, well, that you, you see similarities with that. And then, and then, um, uh, I'm a systems thinker. And so, like, I was working at Ford Motor Company, and we made we had to make a million engines defect-free every single year. And when you're making an engine block, you had a process. You had to figure out how to make this thing. And you had to look at it, and, we, and you had about 1,000 steps to make that engine block. And, th and that's literally 1,000 steps. The step, we do this. Next step, we do that. Next step, we do this. Next step, we do that. So, and, then, and then we measure every single step what we do. And then, and then we're, we're able to auto-correct and auto-adjust based off of what it was. So... You can see how all these things translate over into into marketing because in the marketing it's the same thing. We're we're, we're building, you know, high. I, the way I see it is we're building high volume manufacturing lines, but we're not manufacturing engines. We're, we're manufacturing sales. And every sale, there's a step one, step two, step three, step four. What happens next? What happens next? What happens next? And 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 so so having that that mindset and we measure every single thing. And if we can measure, we can improve it. So because um, most most people, and I'll, I'll, I'll end on this slide, because like most people don't have thought to what they do. They just do, you know. And so when you do it with thought and you engineer out, you know, a system and a process for for doing things, the results are, are nothing short of miraculous. Now, I'm not talking about overnight miraculous, none of that garbage, but I'm talking about miraculous, like what you're going to accomplish over a period of time. Love it. it yeah, it's so true. And like you said, not overnight. But if you're building a giant machine, you've got to build it and fix it and find out what works and find out what doesn't. You didn't, they didn't build the, the whole plant right at, in one fell swoop and it worked perfectly, did they? No, no. And we would, uh, whenever we had like new model year uh, products coming in, um, we would first, we would first like make the prototype and we'd beat the tar out of the prototype, try to break it every way we could. Um, and then once we had the prototype, then we'd build a small, vo small volume manufacturing so we could make it in small volume. And, and the small volume, the purpose of that was, was to get our manufacturing down and, and to, to develop our systems. Once we had the small volume down, then we went to high volume. And, and so, 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 so we would have these like hockey stick growth curves for, for, for manufacturing where the prototype, you're not going to see much action going on. Like, you know, there's, there's not a lot. We're not making lots. We're making one engine, two, three, four engines. We have a small volume manufacturing. We're making more, but we're getting our systems all dialed in. So everything's working. Everything's, we know how to do it. And then once we have that, then we just open up the spigot and we go high, we go high volume pretty quickly. And, you know, it, it, when I hear about this, because I think a lot of people, if you're not an expert in marketing or you're not doing it all the time, they think, well, marketing's a lot simpler than than manufacturing an engine which in a way yes but in a way i feel no because you're also dealing with the human mind and all these other external factors yep. Yep. uh you know how do you feel about that no i'm 100 i agree with you on that it, it's like you know which one's more difficult well i think i think that the difficult thing is, is, is i don't know if it's one's more difficult than the other but if you want to be good as an engineer 
you, you got to be able to, you got to be strategic, you got to be able to think, and then you got to be able to measure and adjust. And then, and if you think about that as a marketer, well, <laughs> you got to be strategic, you got to think, you know, about your product, about what you're selling, about the psychological factors of your market, you, you know, what, what type of, you know, are they cold, are they warm, are they hot, like, like what, what type of prospect are you selling to, what's, you know, all the, all, all the, all the other factors there, that the human factors, um, and then you got to be able to measure and adjust. You know, so, so it's, it's whatever you do and, you know, anybody listening to this, like, look at what you do. Like anybody can do what you do, but to do it really well, it requires, you got to think and you got to have, you know, expertise and applied knowledge. And then you make adjustments and feedback, you know, as, as you go along. Mm -hmm. And, and then you build those systems out. Uh, and, and I think that's an important thing too, is having the systems and, and improving on it. And obviously you've done that. And speaking of systems, uh, you worked with Michael Gerber, who was one of the leader in the idea of businesses having systems. Tell me, so Michael wrote the E-Myth and uh, E-Myth Revisited, great business books. How, why did he come to you for his marketing? So, so it's actually a funny story of, of, of uh, how he came to me um, and how we met is um, his wife, um, Luz Dahlia, who's um uh when it was is really big in natural health and she was at a natural health conference which is the largest natural health conference in the world she was at and she she found out who put it on she went right to the top she found out who put it on and she, and she, she said steve she goes like i love what you've done with your marketing i love what you're doing with this conference i love everything that you've done i need help with my business I need help with marketing. What should I do? And he laughed and he says, you need to go talk to Chris. She's like, who? <laughs> and so, so he, he told her about me because, because they were, um, they were a startup. They didn't exist. So they went from nothing to the biggest in the world in three years. Um, and yeah. And so, so I, I was, I was on board and he had built a massive company before this. So he had a lot of resources he could have reached out to, but, but instead, you know, he found me and reached out to me and we, we, and we built, you know, in three years, went from nothing to the largest in the world. Anyhow, so Luz Delia comes home. She looks me up, finds out that, you know, I'm just up the street from her, you know, about a 45 minutes, an hour north of her in uh, Southern California. Calls me up, you know, and is like, I'd like you to come down and meet with me. I'm like, I wonder if she's like related to like, uh, to Michael Gerber, you know, it's like kind of same name. So I, I went down there, I met with her, we talked, and we just had a great conversation. Just, just a delightful woman. Uh, great conversation. And she's like, you know what? She goes, I want you to meet my husband. Like, okay, great. And then, and, you know, who walks through the door? But, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, you know, Mike, Michael Gerber, like, like, walks in. And, and we talked and we laughed and we joked around and, and, and we hit, we hit it off like right away. Um, because, because I think it's because of like, you know, how, how tall we both are <laughs> or aren't. Um, but, but, uh, but it's like we're, we're both, we're both system sinkers. Michael's obviously like, you know, probably the greatest systems thinker, you know, in, in small business. And, and, you know, here I am, you know, an engineer who systems in manufacturing and then systems in sales and systems in marketing. So, so we, we, we hit it off right away. One conversation is like, let's have another one. Let's have another one. Let's have another one. Let's have another one. And he's like, Hey, you know what? Um, and that, that's, that's when he said, Hey, I'd, I'd like, like to like, like involve you with, with some of the things we're doing. And yeah, nice. I love it. I love it. And and you helped him grow. Tell about the business you helped him grow. So so at at the time, um, uh, he he wanted to sell 
the dreaming room. So uh, the dreaming room was, he told me about how we started the dreaming room. He said he was speaking, um, he, he was doing a workshop in Vancouver, Canada, and there's, I can't remember how many people, a couple hundred people there or something like that. And he got down, as he got down with it, he said, you know what? He had this, this flash and inspiration. He says, you know what? He goes, I'm going to do a, uh, a workshop. It's going to be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and forgive me if I, I, I might have the dates wrong on this stuff like that, but some of the details wrong. But anyway, he goes, I'm going to do this workshop. He goes, I have no idea what we're going to do, but it's going to be, it's going to be remarkable. <laughs> and, and he had a lot of people sign up for it. And I think it was like a couple thousand bucks at the time or something like that. And he he invented, he created the dreaming room there. And the dreaming room was just about just creating a brand new business with a blank sheet of paper, just just developing it in in your mind. And um, and so he he worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. And then and then it was really good. People loved it. And so he just he just wanted. It's almost like he wanted to sail off into the sunset with the dreaming room. So he's like, I just want to sell a ton of dream rooms. And so, so I, I went and started putting together marketing programs for it and we started rolling some things out and gets, getting some results and, and I'm getting this feedback in and I'm like, Michael, like nobody wants a dreaming room. And, 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 and understand a lot of people want a dreaming room, but it, not, in, not in, in like the, the levels that, that, that we're looking at, you know, and I so said, like, they don't want the dream room. And he's like, sell the dreaming room. I'm like, they don't want it. He's like, sell it. They don't want it. Sell it. One thing about engineers, we're stubborn as all heck, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn, you know, and, and, and so is Michael. So, so it was, it was, you know, it was a great relationship that way. And then finally, like, like, like I remember being on the phone call with him where he like, he stopped and he's like, holy crap, Chris, you're right. He's like, this is profound. I'm like, yeah, thanks. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, he goes, I don't think you know how, how really profound this really is. I'm like, Help, you know, help me out. I'm, I'm just this like this 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 dumb kid from Canada. I, I'm not really a kid anymore. I'm what 54, you know. So so it's like I barely is a kid thing anymore. But but it's like you know, it's like he's like well he goes I wrote the E myth long time ago and the E myth is about about um, fixing broken businesses. He's like why do we have to wait for businesses to be broken before we before we fix them? He's he's like why don't we just teach them how how to build up right right from the beginning. And, and, and so that was, that was like summation of a lot of calls, a lot of conversations that we had. And he's like, he goes, you're right, Chris. He goes, I don't think you understand how profound this is. And so that, that started him on, on, onto his new venture and, and then into uh, to Radical U and, and his eight steps, you know, to, uh, uh, to building a, like, like a massively successful business. And yeah, and it's just like, and, and thing with Mike, first of all, if you have, if you have not read, I, I'm not talking to you, but anyone listening to this, because I know you have. If you have not read Emith, go get that book today. Emith, get the revisited version. You read about Sarah and all about pies, and you'll you'll absolutely love it. That book is that book I have on the shelf as like one of the books for my kids to read. I've read hundreds and hundreds of business books, but I, I've got a very small. I I've th I threw them all out, but I, I I kept a very small set, and that that's 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 one of the ones you know for my kids to read. Um, and yeah, and the guy is like there's there's people who are smart, and then there's Michael Gerber. That guy is a different level of, of, of genius. I've never, I don't, I've never met anybody as as smart as as him. And then somebody paid me, somebody paid me one one of the greatest compliments. Um, uh, they said said Chris, they said what you do is you're the practical application of what Michael talks about. And and I thought I thought that that was you know that was pretty cool.
And so you've obviously, besides Michael's, you've, you've had a lot of success on it. You, you helped one roofing company you sent before grow from three to 10 million in a year. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about that. Yeah. Do you want the backstory behind it or do you just want me to just, just sure. straight? Yeah. Tell me the backstory. What happened? So, so, so I, I've been working one-on-one with clients for, for a long time. So I spent, you know, while I was an engineer, then I was, you know, in sales and I made over a hundred thousand cold calls in sales. And then wow. I got into marketing, you know, and then the internet came around. And, and, and so I, 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 I blend all, all these things together. And anyhow, so I put together a, uh, a program where I've taken what's worked so well with my private client side. We had an extremely high success rate with, with what we do, extremely high. And um, I think it was like 99% success rate um, with, with, with our one-on-one private client work. And so I, I put that in the form of, of, of a program because I, I want to roll it out to, to like, you know, a bigger audience, lower price point, and all the rest of that good stuff. And, um, and I had somebody come to me and they said, Chris, it said, um, I'm interested in this program. I don't have time. Um, can't work with me. I got rid of my whole marketing department. I've got an operations manager who knows nothing about marketing. Um, and she's busy and all she's got is two hours a week. I'm like, like, all right, sure. Let's try it. You know, I'm game if you are. So, so, so we, we went through it the time is a 12 week program. Now it's a three month program, but we went through that and they got done with that. And they're like, this is unbelievable, Chris. And, and they're like, we just hired a guy, um, full time who said he can do what you do. So this is like in, I think in like March or April or something like that. Well, I didn't really hear back from him until the end of the year. At the end of the year, in December, right before Christmas, he sends me an email says like, send me a contract. <laughs> and so, 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 so I reply back, it's like, contract for what? <laughs> for what? Like, <laughs> and, and he goes, he goes, you know, he goes, we got more from you in those 12 weeks than we did with, with this other guy for the rest of the year. You accomplished more in that period of time. So we want to work with you this, this next coming year. So that, 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 that laid the table. And then, and then that year, um, uh, we went, uh, they went from 3 million to 10 million. They saved about $2 million in, uh, in operating expenses, marketing expenses in, in that time. Um, and we rolled out, um, we rolled out a, a number of things, but, and the whole time was, it was built off of me working with the operations manager who knew nothing about marketing, um, who had two hours a week. And then she was able to carve out like, like, like extra time, like, like outside of that. So we had, we would, we, we had calls where we're, where we we had working calls. Like I like to do stuff. I like to, I like to get stuff done. We had working calls where we're creating campaigns on the spot, on the fly. And then, and then just looking at the performance during the week, adjusting them back the next week, creating the next, just, you know, review, adjust back the next week. So we did the strategy, we did the thinking and we, we put the measurables in place um, and I go into detail, like, like of, of, of the things that, that we did, if, if, if I don't know what kind of detail you want to talk about, if you want to talk about detail, whatever, but yeah, the more detailed, the better. I want to hear the detail, bring it on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and feel free to, to, to drill down. So like one thing as an engineer, I remember having a, a conversation with, um, guy who was the, uh, former chairman of the board for, uh, Dayton Hudson corporation, probably never heard of them, but who are they? Well, they, they, they had this, this company called target or Target, <laughs> um, and they've got stores all over the place. Uh, he reached out to me to help him. And he said, he goes, Chris, he goes, he goes, one of my keys to success. He goes, he goes, I go two miles wide and one inch deep. And he's like, you, he goes, you go like one inch wide and two miles deep. So, so, so I, I can go on, I can talk any level of detail, you know, like, like, like on, on stuff. Um, 
so happy happy to go wherever. But but anyhow, so, so what, what what we did with them, and I do this with everybody. I have I have a system that, that I go through with working with everybody. It's like first of all, it's like you know we had to figure out what was special about them. You know, people call it you know like your, your USP, your unique selling proposition. You know, I, I like to refer to it as your unique and special positioning. So we, we, we had to, you know, create their unique and special positioning, what they did better and different than, than anybody else. And they already had a lot of this stuff in place. We just, I, I just had to talk and we had to pull that out. So, so, so we pulled that out. We, we had this, this uh, compelling differentiation about them, what they did different than any, anybody else. We created the engagement process so, so we could grab somebody's attention, amplify their attention. Um, and then, and then we built out some new pages on, on their website. We built out, um, uh, some uh, new sales pages on, on the website, highlighting the differentiation, demonstrating it. And, and then, um, and then we started, it was time to start rolling out campaigns. And so, so we, we rolled them out, um, across multiple platforms. So, so, so we, we did a lot in a short period of time. Um, we, we rolled it out on, so they, that an email list, first of all, that, that they were using kind of, nah, you know, hit and miss. Sometimes they use it. Sometimes they, they didn't, they had no strategy that what, what, what they're doing. Uh, they did, uh, they, they posted like some social content, stuff like that, that, that didn't really, didn't really do a whole lot. They're just putting stuff out. They had, they had some people that they had talked to who were really green behind the ears who, who had uh, no idea what, what, what they're doing, but, but thought that this, like some uh, some campaigns would do extremely well, but 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 didn't. Um, we we rolled things out on uh, on on LinkedIn. We we did some uh, cold calling, some direct mail. But but where things really really blossomed is 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 we uh, we we leveraged. We got into we were using Google, so we used Google Search, ran multiple campaigns on Google Search, and then got that working. And I'm a I'm a big believer in like aim small, miss small. You get something working. You, you got a real tightly defined market um, and a really tightly defined market and you get and have all those lined up. It's in that aim small, miss small. Uh, Mel Gibson made a movie called The Patriot and his um, his older son got, got kidnapped by, by the uh, the British and they're taking going to take away to be executed. And Mel Gibson was setting up an ambush with his uh, like nine and ten year old sons. And he's and he said to him, he goes, remember what I taught you, boys? Like, yeah, dad, he says, aim small, miss small, meaning if you aim at the guy in the horse, you're probably not going to hit him. But if you aim at the third button down on his jacket, you know, you may not hit that button, but you're sure as heck going to hit him. You know, so, so, so I, I believe when you're starting things off is, is you want to get in the game first and you get in the game by aim small, miss small, very tightly defined market, very tightly. If you're using Google, very tightly defined bullseye, um, uh, dead center bullseye keyword, very tightly defined ads, um, around your, your core differentiation, um, have all that and get that working small. Um, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. Get it working small, and then and, and then scale it up. So we got it working small, and then we then we 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 let it go crazy on the uh, on the display network, and we ran it all over the display network. Um, we we there's a lot of patterns that that, that we saw and we we recognized. Um, uh, they're a roofing contractor, so based off of different weather patterns, um, we we turn regions on, turn regions off. We 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 knew what campaigns were hitting the data. As an engineer, I believe in data. I call it data feedback loop. The data comes back, and we feed that feed that back into and make adjustments and refinements to the campaigns. Um, we we uh, we tested a number of different ads, a number of different uh, um, creatives on um, uh, image, you know, images, and obviously the ads itself. But the display network really like like took off. We did tons with that, and we did a lot of learning from that. 
a lot of testing, a lot of refining, a lot of, a lot of learning, a lot of things that people read about and know and people know in practice, but, but very few people go deep on it. And I find that when you go deep on it and you get really in the head, the, the, the psyche of, of, of your, your best prospect and your, 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 your best client, and you get deep in their psychology, why people buy, how people buy, how people buy online, the pains and problems that they're having, all the things that people have heard about. But when you go really deep and really understand that, then you put that out in, in a way to engage their attention, to, to engage them and then amplify that attention. The, the results are nothing short, short of miraculous. Um, I remember being on a call with a, a dedicated Google rep and he's like, he said, Chris goes, holy crap, what are you doing? He's like, I've never seen results like this before. He, sa he says, it goes, it goes, I've seen, usually this stuff you'll see is like with big companies that have massive data coming in. Not somebody who just started something off, who's barely in the game. And the numbers that you guys are posting, he goes, he goes, you should like make like a case study about this. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I will someday. Maybe this is a, a someday. It's like, but for me, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm too busy working to, to, to worry, <laughs> to worry about that. <laughs> oh so, man. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Well, well, and the thing, and the thing is, is, is like, I mean, the results are amazing, but it's not amazing because, like, 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 I, as as the engineer, in me, I expect this to happen, um, because when you're really good at something, re I mean, really good at something, and you got expertise that nobody else has, and you dive in the market and you learn that market like nobody else does, and you, you, you like, you know, like, like. They have to file a restraining order because you know so much about them. They're like, dude, why are you looking to my window like with TV shows? You know, but when, you, when you know the, the, the big psychological factors, why they buy, how they, how they buy, how they buy online, the, the process that, that they, they go through to buy something, are they cold, are they warm, are they hot? How do you send them from a cold to warm to hot? How do you do all this? When you go deep in that and you got something special and unique, I mean, it's, it's magical because you get that message hammered out small uh, on, a, on a small scale. Where, where, you, where you get it so you're hammering, hammering, adjusting, adjusting this so you have a good ROI. Once you've got a good ROI coming in, and everyone's definition of an RO, of good ROI is different. Some is 2 to 1, some is 4 to 1, others is 10 to 1. It, 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 all, it all differs. Some it's, you know, like 0.25 to 1. But, but once you've got a good ROI coming in and you've got scalable traffic, my gosh, that's, that's when you open it up. And then you take that core message you have a core message, a core selling system, and a core way to engage people and grow their attention. You then take that and you put it on every single traffic platform that that, that you can, because there's no difference. As an engineer, I see there's to me there's no difference between in between traffic platforms. Trap like Google has never bought anything from me. Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, nobody, none of these companies have ever bought anything from me or my clients. No, they're a way to reach people that will buy people or that, that will buy things from us. Big, you know, big, huge difference. So, so the platform, every platform looks differently. You know, like if you're doing stuff on YouTube, um, you, you can have short messages, you can have really long messages, right? If you're using Google ads, well, you've, you've got a very limited amount of stuff that you, you can say in there, but you're still, the, 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 the human engagement factor never changes. doesn't matter what platform, the human engagement factor is always the same. You have to like hook somebody, you have to grab their attention, hook them, and then amplify and increase their attention. And the more you can increase their attention, the more attention they're going to give you. The more attention they're going to give you, the more they're going to trust you. The more they're going to trust you, the more the more likely that they are they are to be helped. In this economy, trust is at an all-time low. Look at the media. Look at all the uh, you know all the information that we do and don't have. 
You know, it's like like nobody trusts like like media. Look at all the markers. So much markers speak out there. There's so much garbage out there. You know, so much fluff and hype and you know, thirty days to instant riches and, and crap like that. You know, it's like it's like no man. If you like if you care about your audience, you educate them and you engage them. Um, you know, they're gonna listen to you more and they're gonna trust you more. And as that trust grows, they're gonna want to. They want to go go on. I can't talk. They're gonna want to get educated more. The more they educate, the more time they're gonna invest. More time they're gonna invest. More they're gonna trust you. You know, so so it's just like this beautiful upward cycle. You know, and when you've got that message, that core message, and that way to to hook them and engage them and amplify that, man, just you get that working once, and you just put that on every different every traffic platform you can. And all you're doing is you're putting a meter in front of every traffic platform to see to see if that platform is is performing profitably. If it is, how do, how do we maximize it? If it's not, can we make it work? If we can't make it work, just lop it off and, and, and don't worry about it. Love it. I mean, that's, it seems simple. It's not easy. Uh, but you, you brought up a big term there, cold war. And I think this is important because I want to talk to you about how you defined it because I think it's important for even regular marketers and people that are experienced to think back to cold, warm, and hot. Because how do you differentiate them and why do you need to differentiate them? Yeah, big, yeah, huge differentiation because it's like, um, so colds, warms, and hots. And so I, I say there's like, those are the three types of prospects. There's no more, there's no less. You know, I made over 100,000 cold calls in my days. And, and I found there's cold prospects, there's warm prospects, and there's hot prospects. Cold prospects have no problem. Yeah, no problem. doesn't matter what you're selling them. They may need what you do. You know, someone may, may be doing, you know, having a business and, and doing their own books and they, they really need a bookkeeper or a CPA, but they don't want one. They want to do it themselves. It doesn't matter how much you hammer them, man. It's, it's like, it's like they could care less. Cold, so cold's, cold's got no problem. Um, and worms, worms have a problem. They know they have a problem and they're researching quick or slow, they're, they're researching to find out if they want to invest time, money, and energy to solve their problem. So they're not sure they want to solve it or not yet. They're, they're kind of, they're, they're thinking about it. They want, they want to research stuff and, and look into it. And then you got the hots, the hots, the hots got a problem and they're actively looking for the best solution to buy right now. They got a problem. They want to get rid of it right now. They got a need. They got something that they want. And they want it right now. So they got a credit card in hand. They're looking. They're looking for the best. So the hots, um, cold's got no problem. So they're not going to spend any time with you. No, they, they might give you thirty seconds. You know, they you know they might read an article or you know blog or something like that, or watch a little bit of a video or read an email, but they they could care less. You know, so they'll they'll be even though they may be your in your market an ideal prospective client at some point in time. Um, they have no need right now. Uh, um, worms, you want to educate them. Meet them more that. Educate, educate, educate. You educate them ab about a number of different things. About you know um, where they are, how come they're stuck, why they can't grow, um, what they need, what, why why different things don't work, why th why some things work well for others, what things work best for different situations. You're educating them. You're you're, you're helping them out. Um, but then the hots, the hots will invest as much time. They will read every page of a long page sales letter. They will watch long videos. They will watch. I I I, I had a call uh, a call with a guy earlier this morning. He's like Chris. He goes he goes. I ran a long video and a short video. He goes. My long video is outperforming six to one over the other ones. It's like it's like is that a surprise? He goes he goes. 
two years ago, like before I learned about cold storms and hot, it was a huge surprise. Now it's not. <laughs> He's like, um, so the hots, the hots are just, they will consume all the information in, in the world that, that, uh, that, they, that they can on your topic. And if you think about anything that you're interested in, I bought a new pair of skis like, like about uh, six months ago. Um, you know, my last pair of skis I bought 30 years ago. You know, and so I want a new pair of skis. So at first I wasn't sure if I wanted them and then I was thinking about it. So I would like go on as I was cold. So I was going on, I, kind of, I would look around and go off and yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I bought a season, a, a ski pass, season pass. Um, it's like my kids are getting older. I'm not going to have many family trips left. I want to do some family trips. I need new skis. Um, so when I, so I was like, I'm now warm, you know, it's like, I th but I'm not sure if I really want them or not. So I started looking at new technology, the, the shapes of the skis have changed and the material and, and it's like, gosh, I don't need to have these great big, huge, long, straight boards anymore. I can use a smaller shape ski now and I'm going to carve better. How does that work? So I started watching videos and I started going different, like, like, like uh, ski manufacturers started, you know, look, looking at, at different, different websites. And I was, and I didn't do this all in one day. I did this over a period of a few months. You know, and I was like, I'd watch a video here and I'd forget about it. And I'd watch another video. Then I'd hear it and I'd see a buddy. Hey, what kind of, you know, guy at hockey. Hey, what, what, what kind of skis do you use? You know, I mean, I need a new pair. And then, and then I walked into a ski shop, you know, and it's just like, and, and then, and it's like, oh, and it's like, the more I educated myself and I'm thinking, okay, I want to go skiing. I want to take some trips with my kids and I want something that's going to do the work. Like the skis will do the work for me. I don't have to, you know, the old skis, you had to do all the work. Now the new skis, new skis do all the work. My kids snowboard, but it's like, I want to be able to keep up with them. So I had the desire. I was now in the looking zone. I was now hot. As I did, as I was doing my research, I'm now hot. I'm now ready to buy. So, so I, I go in a couple different ski shops looking to buy skis, you know, um, cause I wanted to support small local businesses and, and, um, ended up, they didn't have the, 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 the make and, and, and the model and the color that I wanted. So I ended up buying them from a place on the, on the East coast, um, and, and when I went to buy from them, I want to buy from a, a small shop, family owned and operated that, that, that cared. They, they were like mm -hmm. professional what they do and they, they, they cared. Their value, my values matter. Their values, I found a place, bought from them. Guy was great. You know, so I went from cold, warm to hot in six months. Wow. You know? But if somebody was hammering me, I was like, I don't know if I want skis or not. Like that message is going to fall on deaf ears. It's like. Like, dude, why are you selling me? I don't even know if I want skis. I don't even know if I'm going to ski. I haven't skied for 15 years. I don't know if I'm going to ski in the next 15 years. And then all of a sudden something happened. A life event happened where it's like, I realized, holy crap, my kids are getting older. I'm not going to have many trips. I want, I, want to, I want to go on some trips with them. That moved me into warm. So I'm like, I'm now thinking, oh, I want to ski with them. Well, should I, do I, should I get new skis? So I started researching. If people were selling me, hey, I got this great deal. on Man, I get you these skis like 30%. It's like, I don't even know if I want parabolics. Maybe I want straight skis. Maybe I want the real fat ones. Maybe I, you know, I, I don't know. Do I want to, you know, a ski for like a rock ski, off terrain ski? Do I want, you know, I didn't know what kind of ski I wanted. So, so if somebody was hammering, buy, 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 you know, I'd be like, dude, why? I don't even know what kind of skis I want. Now, once I was hot and I was dialed in, I know what kind of skis I wanted, and then I knew the color I wanted. Then I'm looking now. Now I'm looking for the best one I can I, I can buy. Um. And, and, uh, I, I was on a call, um, uh, this class I run is this, this guy was talking about, um, uh, he's like, yeah, cause we spent this, this, uh, an hour, hour, maybe it was longer anyhow with this client with this full analysis, you know, form on stuff. And this, the solution was so cheap for their budgets. There's bigger companies that work with it. It's like, it's like, it's so cheap for what they could afford. 
He goes, dude, he's, he's like, and he goes, they needed it. I showed them all the problems that they had and, and how this is going to like hurt them. He goes, and you know, he goes, you know what he said to me? He goes, he said, yeah, you know what? Let me, yeah, let me think about this and, uh, and get back to me in a year. <laughs> yeah. He's he like, he goes, man, he goes, goes like, you know, I just wasn't like, maybe I just didn't prove my case hard enough. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, is this guy cold or warm or hot? He goes, he's obviously not a hot. He goes, he goes, he's a cold. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe he's, cold. Maybe, maybe he's a little bit warm, but, you know, but, but it's like, he's definitely not hot. If you're not hot, why waste your time, you know, like, like trying to sell somebody, giving them offers, giving them deadline offers. Yeah. Giving them, this wasn't an e-commerce product. It was, it, it was a, a, a service. Um, but it's like, why, why waste your time? You know, like well, just yeah, engage exactly. them, help them out, educate them, and then help them move. And then, and then when they become hot, then, then they'll be ready to talk to you. Um, the, the, uh, the other thing that, that we, we talked about before in, in earlier, Carl, Ian, was that with um, somebody can, be, they can also be a hot, but they can be cold to you. So, so if they're cold to you, they're hot, meaning they're actively looking for the best thing to buy. If you come out there, if you come out and lead with, look how great I am. I worked with, you know, I worked with Michael Gerber. I did this. I worked with, I worked, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of industry leaders, you know, in, in different industries. And I could start off with that stuff. But they could care less. Like all they care about, you know, they don't care about how many people I've worked with, what kind of returns I've got, what kind of who have, they care less. All they care about is like, like, does can he help me? Can can he can he can he help me solve my problem? Exactly. You know? And do exactly. I like them? And exactly. That's what I say. I'm like, when someone comes to your website, they want to answer four questions, right? Do they know my problem? Have they helped someone like me? How do they do it? And do I like them? Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, and then after that, there's like, yeah, this guy can help me with my problem. And I like this guy. Then after that, it's like, okay, well, oh, you did work with whoever, you know, you did work with Michael. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Oh, you do. Wow. Case study. Do you, do you have references that, that I could tell you? Oh, you do? Wow. You're doing work with this guy. Wow. You know, that, then, then that stuff matters, but not initially. It no. doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's awesome. And, 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 and so, and so many, it's like, you pull the string on my back, you know, it's like, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the thing, the thing that, that most people miss is, is that experienced marketers, um, they forget that they're like who they're selling to. They forget that they're selling to people, living, mm -hmm. breathing people who have problems. They have, you know, issues in life. They have things that they want. They have pains. They, have they hear all these things. They know these things, but it's like, it's like, like, let's just figure out who they are. What's going on in their world? Where are they at in the stage? Are they are they even in the looking zone? Are they cold? Are they warm? Are they hot? And what's the best way to engage them? How would you want to be engaged? Not as an internet marketer, not markety, not markety speak, but 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 treating them right. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Treat them right, and it, in the long run, it will work out. And if you try and I think that's such a big idea because you know people bombard cold traffic with hot messages, and they're like, this doesn't work. And, and then they give up on it and they, you know, it, it's, it, they've wasted money and wasted future opportunities too. But if you give those people what they need at that moment, they're going to come back to you time and time again, aren't they? Yeah. And, and, and if you look at like, so, so for, first of all, like, like a, a fact right now with marketing is like, like buying cycles are longer, sales cycles are longer, and it takes, there's more competition on traffic platforms. 
Um, traffic's becoming like, like scattered and stuff like that. Costs like cost per leads, cost per opt-ins. A lot of these things are going up in a lot of a lot of different areas. There's always things to contradict this. Like you know, uh, I understand that, but but it's like you can't be in the game. Like I sound like a giant buzzkill when I talk to people because everyone wants to the overnight success. I want that. You know, like I don't know anybody that doesn't want that. But I sound like a giant buzzkill. I say, okay, you know what? Here, from my experience working in over 100 different industries with hundreds of clients, here's what I found. Takes three months to build your three to four months to build your core marketing foundation. You spend the rest of your fine tuning it. And our metrics show companies should get twenty five to two hundred percent growth in that time. And then and you're fine tuning it until you would hit what Malcolm Gladwell would call the tipping point. You know where we've got a good ROI. Then we can open up the spigot, roll out tra multiple traffic platforms, and have that hockey stick growth curve. But but I tell people it's like it's going to take you about two years. You know, like I was on a call with somebody. It's like for the next year. For 2022, your whole goal is just to work on this this one small piece of, of your lead generation puzzle. That's it. You do this, next year you're set up for an unbelievable year. The year after that, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. So it's, it's, like, it's not like a giant buzzkill. It's like two years. It's like you know, so, uh, like two years to own your niche, two, two years to own your market, two years, whatever. But but having that, that longer-term perspective. you know, And, 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 and I, I think of you, I, and I, I look at like what you do. Man, you put out incredible content. Free. You know, it, it's, it's, it's awesome and people can get it and consume it. And you, you haven't just been doing this for the last week. You've been doing this for a long time. And you know, that, that, that's, that's why, you know, that's why you're well-known, well-respected in what you do. Cause it's like, Hey man, this guy's solid. You know, it's like, I like this guy. He's solid. He's not, he's not putting fluff out, you know? Um, and, and short term, short term, you could, you could do better being hypey and, and pounding your chest and saying how amazing you are, you know? But you're going to get a much bigger, much better result, um, you know, doing, you know, engaging them, like, you know, letting them educate themselves, you know, and then when they're hot, they're good, you know, they're going to reach out. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's such a, you know, I appreciate that, but it, it, it is, it's a long game and you, you'll hit some home runs along the way, right? You'll, you'll hit Absolutely. some of that. And, but it, I think that's great. Two years, it, you know, the two years goes by really, really fast. But if you keep trying to hit that 90, I want the success in 90 days, I want the success in 90 days, you keep starting over, don't you? There's, there, well, and, and also, not only are you starting over, but I think you're, I think you're actually doing yourself more harm. Um, because there, there's, there's some, something I read about years ago in uh, Jim Collins' uh, book, uh, Good to Great, and he talked about the Stockdale paradox, where, where Stockdale was... Um, uh, you spent the most time in a POW camp than, than, than like, I think than anybody at the time. And I can't, I can't remember how long he spent in a POW camp and, and, uh, it was miserable. It, the, the Hilton Hanoi. Um, and, uh, uh, he was interviewed and they said, who didn't, who did not make it out of, of those, those prison camps? Who were the ones that had the greatest problem that, that, that died, you know, you know, in there? And he goes, Oh, that's easy. He said, the optimists. And, and, and uh, you know, I remember in, in reading Jim Collins' book, it's like, like, like what? It's like the optimists. He goes, yeah, the optimists were the ones that said, oh, yeah, by, by Christmas time, we're going to be out. And then Christmas would come and go, and they weren't out. They'd say, Easter, they just reset. Easter, we're going to be out. Easter would come and go, they wouldn't go out. By fall, we're going to be out. Fall would come and go, and, and, and they wouldn't. By Christmas, Christmas this year, I know for sure we're going to be out by Christmas this year. Christmas this year would, would come and go, and, and, and they wouldn't get out. And said so that they, they died of, of, of like brokenhearted. They lost, they lost hope because they kept setting up, setting all these things. And I see that so much with, with marketing and marketers. It's like, 
by this, we're going to have, we're, we're, we're going to hit this home run or we're going to do this or, you know, we're going to do this, this campaign, this is the one. And it doesn't work the way they, they thought they would or hoped it would. And then, and then they try the next one, then that doesn't work. And they try the next one, then that doesn't work. They try the next one, that doesn't work. And then every time it doesn't work, you're resetting it, but, but also you're, you're, you're hurting yourself internally because emotionally you're, 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 you're getting tired. You're getting fatigued. Um, and then what Stockdale said is what was different from him and the guys that made it out, they had a different mindset. Their mindset was like, we're going to make it out. Don't know when, but we're going to make it out, you know? And so, so when I, when I talk to people about two years, it's like, okay, no, we're going to get this thing solved. Maybe it can happen sooner. Maybe it's going to be longer than that. You know, and, and it depends on what solves. It depends on what goals are, stuff like that. So time frames are adjusted. But, but when I'm talking to people about time, it's like, you know, think about, think about two years. And, we're, and what we're going to do is we're going to look at not just where we are. We're not going to look at just, just where we're going, but we're going to look at how far we've come. We're going to look at the growth that we've had. And, and we're going to use every campaign as learning. Learning about our market, learning about our message, learning about, and let's take the, let's take the emotion out of marketing. Take the emotion out of it and, and, and just look at it from, like, like from, from an engineer standpoint. We're, we're going to look at the data. We're going to look at the numbers. And we're going to look at you know, what's working, what's not working. Take all the emotion out of it. Not taking the passion out of it. Not the, the passion of like wanting to, you know, to, to impact the market, wanting to help people, want, want to build a successful business, wanting to whatever those things. Not taking, keeping that passion into it, but taking the, the, the emotion out of, of how well this campaign does. It's like every campaign's got a different purpose. And let, let's, let's, let's look at it. Let's look at the results. What can we learn from it? How do we adjust that data feedback loop, tighten it up, make it better? Everyone I know that's built huge successful businesses, um, that, that's, that's one of the things that they do. Take, let's take the emotion out of it, you know, and, but let's, but let's, let's plan on it's like, and, and do everything we can to make it work. And we know this is going to work because, because if you can serve, here's the thing, if you can serve your market better than anybody else can, you've got a unique way of doing it. Can you learn? Like, can you, can you build over two years? Can you build out those three systems? Can you build a system for colds? Well, that's pretty easy because they don't care about you anyhow. So you don't have to do a lot of work with them. Um, Depends on the market. If it's a small market, you're obviously going to do like cold outreach to, to colds on a regular basis. But anyhow, so can you build a system for colds, one for warms and one for hots? Can you build that out, you know, uh, and, and refine that, work on that, adjust that over, over a couple years? Can you take your, can you learn? Can you learn from what your market's telling you, what the data's telling you? Can you learn from that unemotionally? Can you learn from that and, and tighten up and change your messaging until you've got that, like, till it's just, it's just, it's just clicking. It's, it's just happening. Can you do that? If you can do that, oh my gosh, you just, all you got to do is just get through this, this, this part of the journey. And then, and then, and then, and then it's like, you get this massive, huge hockey stick growth stuff. And that's the stuff that, that, that I love to see, but it takes, I mean, it takes work and, and a lot of the work is just mental work and like staying in the saddle. Yep. That's, I mean, that's it, right? It's like a marathon. You, you got just one foot in front of the other and uh, it's a marathon. You don't know where the end is. <laughs> well, I, I, I did. I, um, so I've I've done marathons. I've done centuries. I, I've I've done Iron half Ironmans. I did Ironman. And I remember when I was training for Ironman, I lost my dad to uh, to brain cancer, and I wanted to do something. I had all this pent up energy, and I wanted to do something. So I raised money for for cancer and wonderful program with team and training. And uh, they gave us a, a coach. And I remember Coach Dave. Coach Dave, he, he's like he's like Chris. He's like you know I we had a small team. There's like ten or twelve of us in the team. He's like look. I've done lots of Ironmans myself. I've helped hundreds of people through this. My goal is to get you through it and get you get you injury free, you, you know, through it. And he goes, he, he goes, here's the deal. He goes, when you're doing an Ironman, you're going to hit a dark spot. 
you are going to hit a dark spot. When you hit a dark spot, all you do is just keep shuffling your feet forward. You just keep shuffling your feet. Eventually, you're, you know, eventually you're like, you're going to pop out of it. So when you like look at doing an Ironman in your business, running marathon in your business, you know, you're going to hit dark spots. You know, you're going to hit, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, set these goals, but like, let's learn. Let's learn and keep, let's keep shuffling your feet, keep moving forward, pull the emotion out of it, look at things objectively, you know, and then, and then, and then things are going to like start revealing themselves and they're going to start like, like becoming very clear and you're, you're going to start seeing this like incredible growth, but it ain't going to happen overnight. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, Chris, we will send people, you've got an amazing uh, three part course. Uh, the three systems free training. We'll put link to that in the show notes. Uh, you know, it's uh, all this stuff is on chrisgoegan.com. We'll put a link to that. Uh, what's the best place to follow you? LinkedIn? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go follow me on, on, uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, connect with me, shoot me a message. I, I'm, I'm a human. Um, uh, uh, you know, go to my, go to my website and you put the link in there, get, get the three systems guide, you know, on there, kind of learn about a bit more about the three systems and, Maybe you might want to hear more from me. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But <laughs> well, I mean, I think the cold, warm, and hot. It's super important for you to understand. It's super important to have systems around it. It's super important. You know, we make case stories, cold, warm, and hot, because you should be telling different stories all throughout the time. Um, yep. And I, I definitely want to check it out. And you can't argue with some of the success that you've had. Uh, but Chris, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Uh, thanks for having me, and thank you for allowing me to, uh, to to share. Awesome, and thank you all for taking Chris and I on your journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.